Hello and welcome to The Bottom Line. This podcast examines the everyday business and finance issues faced by closely held and private businesses. We hope to provide you with news you can use in what we like to think of as a jargon-free zone. I'm your host, Dave Plasco, and with us is Tim Schuster, a manager in Eisner Amper's Private Business Services Group. Today, we'll discuss with Tim some less common fringe benefits companies are offering to attract and retain employees. Hey, Tim. Hey, Dave. How are you? Good, good. So, Tim, in our last podcast, we touched on some fringe benefits that companies might offer their employees. Remind our listeners of some of the more common ones. Oh, of course. It'd be my pleasure. You know, some that come to mind are paid time off, Mm -hmm. retirement plan contributions, education assistance, and various insurances such as uh, health and life. Right. So those are the tried and true ones. Mm -hmm. But as tastes shift and as demographics and technology change, we're seeing some less run-of-the-mill benefits being offered. Oh, we truly and surely are. And um, I'll highlight a bunch that have caught my eye, um, but the total list can actually be much longer. So just the handful of ones that I've been reading about. So the first one is paid, paid vacation. Yes, you heard that correct. It's paid, paid vacation, where employers put some money away towards a vacation that's forcing you to actually take off. Or as I like to call it, paid squared vacation. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's actually even better. I like that. <laughs> uh, another one is a meal delivery membership. And this is just for anyone who doesn't like to cook. For cord cutters, you know, the millennials and the younger guys, you know, paying for subscriptions like Netflix or Hulu or even Amazon Prime. Yeah. If you're in a city, there could be an offering of Uber or Lyft credits. Mm-hmm. Birthday PTO. I mean, this is simple, right? You give everyone off on their birthday. It doesn't nice. cost you anything. Yep dry cleaning services, paying for house cleaning services. Believe it or not, that's actually a big thing as well. Many people just aren't cleaning their houses as much anymore. So if you're paying for a service, this is great. Have them come in and help. And the last one is helping to pay for some student loan assistance. And just as an item of note, the big thing here is, you know, some of these fringe benefits can be taxable. So please, please discuss any of these with your trusted advisor before implementing. Okay, good point. So a lot of these seem to be tech-oriented, experiential benefits, uh, time savers, things that not not so much material things. Correct. Yeah. Correct. And that's exactly right. In all all honesty, actually, really where a lot of this is stemming from is from the techs companies. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they're trying to attract millennial and Gen Z talent, and they're offering these as actually a 2.0 incentive per okay. se. So a common question I actually receive from my clients are, what can I offer to hire and retain younger employees? And this is some of the options I give them. So just to put it in perspective, out of every, say, 10 clients you talk to, how many bring this up? Actually, a substantial amount. Seven out of 10, two out of 10, what would you guess? Easily, I would say seven out of 10. I mean, any client I have that has an aging population, um, this is one of the big areas that they're trying to do is just get collect and retain talent, seven out of 10. Okay, now does it work? It actually does work uh, to a degree, and it all depends upon a client's location. Um, so in area where we are recording right now, we're in a very urban, suburban area. Mm-hmm. So you have very easy access to New York and Philly. So it's easier to acquire that talent. But if you're in a rural area, maybe upstate New York or in Pennsylvania or anywhere else, really, that's just of rural nature, uh, it would be a little bit more difficult to acquire it. So you, we would tweak this a bit, but to a degree, you could still be offering some incentive programs similar to this. Okay, so again, uh, experiential type of situation. Correct, exactly. Okay, okay, good. 
So switching gears a little bit, why don't you give us one of your New Jersey Historical Society fun facts? It would be my pleasure. So this is actually more of a United States fun fact. Okay. Um, but did you know our Independence Day is actually not July 4th? Okay. It's July 2nd. The Second Continental Congress in Philly voted to approve the resolution of independence on July 2nd. July 4th was when the final wording of the Declaration of Independence was approved and is the agreed-upon date of independence. Okay, works for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, thanks again, Tim, for all the info. Oh, it's my pleasure. And thank you for listening to The Bottom Line as part of the Eisner Amper podcast series. If you have any questions or there's a topic you'd like us to cover, email us at contact at eisneramper.com. And visit eisneramper.com for more information on this and a host of other topics. And join us for our next Eisner Amper podcast when we get down to business.